This week on Rotten or Righteous, we ask the question, are you happy Henrietta Forsyth died? Welcome back to Rotten or Righteous's Hallmark. Let me try that again. Welcome back to Rotten or Righteous's Hallmark Christmas. It's gonna be a long Welcome episode. Welcome back. Hey, yeah, it really is. Welcome back to Rotten or Righteous's Hallmark Christmas Movie Month. With me today are my two pals, the man who has never met a bang that he didn't like, Luke Taylor. That's right. And he made his acting debut in the film we watched this week. He played The Rock. Scott Judge. <laughs> and as for me, I liked Scrooge before he changed. Yes, I'm are. Zach Geiler. But before we begin, I would like to remind you, you can stay up to date the latest R&R news by liking us on Facebook at facebook.com slash rottenerrighteous. We're on Instagram if you want to follow us. Just search for R or R Media. Subscribe to our show and get new episodes as soon as they release on Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, or SoundCloud. And if you listen to us on Apple Podcasts, please subscribe and give us a quick review. Five stars. It helps us reach a larger audience. If you like the show, tell someone about it. If you have a suggestion for a movie, television show, or anything else you would like us to review, or if you have any questions, comments, concerns, or snide remarks, you can reach us at RottnerRighteous at gmail.com or on Facebook Messenger. Please visit our website, RottenerRighteous.com, and see what's going on over there. Also, if you haven't noticed already, stay tuned just a bit after the closing music for a piece of funny that had to be cut from the main show. All right, gentlemen, you ready to dive into our movie today? This week, we watched the 2015 Lifetime original movie, meaning... uh, uh, for Hallmark Movie Month, we have watched a grand total of zero Hallmark <laughs> movies, and we're going to keep that tradition alive, uh, as you'll see at the end. But we watched the Lifetime original movie, The Spirit of Christmas. So, without further ado, let's just go ahead and dive right into our summary. This dude with wild bangs kneels in the snow. He stops and checks his watch and looks at a house. It's olden times. A pretty girl in a red dress comes out, followed by another man. Bangs watches this pretty girl, whose name is Lily, hug another man and look or and, and she just looks crestfallen. He closes his watch, but before he's able to go to Lily, he's just walloped on the yeah. back of his head with a rock. That happens sometimes. I hate it when the rock whacks me on the back of the head. Opening credits play, and then we meet our main protagonist, Kate. Kate and her boyfriend, Lair, are having dinner. They have about 30 <laughs> glasses of wine on the table. <laughs> She's got issues. There's a reason. There's a reason for that, though. I mean, there was so much wine on that table. Yeah, there was. <laughs> it's modern times, and Lair 
is breaking up with Kate in the worst way possible. Worst. He starts it out. <laughs> it was great. <laughs> he starts out by sounding like a proposal. <laughs> Listen here, if there's any young men who are not with the woman they want to spend the rest of their lives with and you haven't married them yet, take it from me. When you break up with this young person, do your best not to make it sound like you're proposing. You know, we've been together for a long time. <laughs> and uh, I, I just want to stop doing that. See, he broke up with her and took the knife and twisted it in. That was a great setup. I know. And, and when Lair breaks up with Kate, Kate is relieved. And I'll be honest with you, I actually laughed at this. It, I did it, too. It, it was funny. It made me chuckle. There was some good there was some oh. good humor in this movie. It wasn't too bad. Uh Lair explains why he's breaking up with Kate. He doesn't need to. Kate just accepted it on face value, but but Lair had a speech prepared, and he wasn't about ready to leave till he got that taken care of. Uh, he explains that Kate's just too busy being a lawyer for their relationship to work. And then Kate stops him and then says, look, I'll finish it for you. Uh, <laughs> the reason why you're breaking up with me is that I'm too distant. Uh, my ex, Joe, said he was tired of dating someone who hasn't learned how to love. Uh, my other ex, Sam, called me uh, his phantom girl. Now, I didn't get this, but when I got home and was talking to Kelsey, that's really on the nose. You know how I feel about things that are on the nose. Uh, Colin, saying that you're the phantom girl? Uh, come on. You're better than that. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> another told her that she needed to go to love repair boot camp. <laughs> hey, do those exist? I hope so. <laughs> Kate is completely 100% unaffected by this breakup. And she just reaches across the table to finish it, Lair's food. As he just kind of stands there dumbstruck. If only all breakups so if only all breakups went this well, though. Like, I would, I'd pay Seriously. big money. I mean, all the breakups that I've had I'd... are like tears and terror and horrible. And it's like, if I, I just wish the person across the table would agree with me. Be like, you know what? You're right. We should break up and move on. I'm but... so glad that you found Megan so we don't have to comfort you through your tears. And... I know. Yeah, but let me tell you this. Larry is no Luke. <laughs> I kind of want that mustache that he had. It was just like thin enough, not too thick, but thin enough to be uh, just question his character a little bit. Yeah, I mean, anybody that just has a mustache and is under the age of 62 needs nice to stop number. it. Can we agree on that? Can we? Do we have a consensus on that? Because, you know, that's the trend now is like just to have a mustache. It needs to die. It really needs to die. Yeah, if you're old, I mean, do it. If you're in your 20s and 30s, stop it. I'll give you two reasons why that can't be true for people under 62. The first reason is Tom Selleck. The second reason is Sam Elliott. Look, but that's they, the thing, though. They're the exceptions that prove the rule. If you can grow a mustache as thick and as luxurious as Tom Selleck or, or Sam Elliott, Sam then Elliott, grow yeah. it out. It actually would be a, a travesty for you not to have a mustache. It really would seen, be. 
have they always you ever seen had that a picture mustache? of Sam Elliott without his mustache? Oh, it's it's horrific. His upper it, lip is like four inches long. It's very uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> but they're you know they had their mustaches when they were under sixty two. That was like what <laughs> two decades ago. It was okay. It was okay then. But now the problem is like. You don't have to have a legit mustache to have the mustache look. It's just trendy, and mm-hmm. it's terrible. I mean, like, if you could grow it out and you can have, like, a handlebar and wax it and get those two little loopy things at the end of it, I don't have a problem with it, no matter how old you are. But if you're not going to take the time to grow it out and style it, just get rid of it, because you look like Pedo Pete. You know, the last time I shaved my beard, I had just a mustache long enough to take a picture. Do you have evidence? Megan forbids me from shaving because she says she feels like she married, she robbed the cradle when I don't have a beard, which I'm fine with. Really? I mean, I'm, I, I'll, I'm going to embrace being. <laughs> 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 oh, I got to see this. <clears throat> oh, holy cow. I got to be honest with you, man. I love it. No. I absolutely I it. love it. I hate it. It's terrible. Yes, it is. So, how is it you live on the second floor? Is the guy in the tree blowing leaves? <laughs> <laughs> I actually live on the third floor. It, apparently, Friday is just maintenance day, and we just picked the wrong day. you lean out your window and tell him to shut up? We're recording a podcast. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. All right, uh, do you guys want to spend another ten minutes talking about mustaches? Mm-hmm. Or? <laughs> What do you guys think is the best type of mustache? Like I said, I'm I'm partial to the handlebar myself. I like the Adolf. But, uh, yeah. Oh, stop that, it! <laughs> see, that's a shame. Can you imagine being so evil that you ruin a type of mustache for everyone? It, yeah, it, it you would... can never wear that ever. <laughs> I mean, there's never been someone in the history of the world that has been so evil that they ruined a way you can shave your face. That's probably part of his branding. Me... He's like, this is how I'm going to be known, and he did it. You know, the last time I did... No, I'll say this and then I'll be done. When I shaved my face the last time, uh, I also shaved a letter K into my chest hair to show Kelsey that I loved her. Yeah! She she didn't she didn't appreciate that gesture either. Did you leave it like that, or did you just shave it all no, off? No, she made me shave it the rest of it off. Kate's a big city lawyer. And good news, guys, Henrietta Forsyth died. Yes! I've been waiting for her to die and kick the bucket so I can get her in. (laughs) 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 Uh, Poor Henrietta. Leave that in. (laughs) And it's right... (laughs) It's right for him. And it's... The, old, the old bag. <laughs> <laughs> I hated that lady. <laughs> and it's right before Christmas time. And because Kate is alone and doesn't know how to love anyone, she never has Christmas plans. So she's chosen to execute old Henrietta's will. All that Henrietta really has is this large house known as the Holly Grove Inn which the trust once sold by the end of the year for tax purposes. Which is three weeks away. 
good news is this. If Kate is able to sell, well, then she's a shoe-in for the senior associate position at the firm. There's a problem. They can't find a good appraiser because every appraiser believes the house is haunted. They have another appraiser coming on the 12th of December, and Kate needs to be there to, quote, hold his hand. But when she arrives at the house, Mr. Murray, the appraiser, is running away. Scared to death. He Kate looked like slowly. he'd just seen a ghost. A ghost! Kate slowly approaches the house and goes in. As far as haunted houses go, it's impeccably decorated. No cobwebs or nothing. Well, the housekeeper, Walter, tells Kate that the ghost's name is Daniel. And old Daniel scared old Mr. Murray away. Walter says that he's closing the inn until December 26th and discourages Kate from staying at the inn. He's leaving the house the next day, but Kate insists that she's going to stay because Kate ain't scared of no ghost. (laughs) So Walter packs up and leaves. Kate's alone in the house. Kate calls her boss, tells her what's going on, and gives a personal guarantee that there won't be any ghosts. But that night, Kate is jumping at every noise. She turns off the light eventually and goes to sleep. Then a man walks in from the outside, and he turns off the alarm. Kate wakes up to footsteps and reaches for her phone as the door to her bedroom swings open by itself. So she does the most intelligent thing I've ever seen in a movie. She grabs a nail file for protection and goes downstairs to investigate. Oh, what a horrible time to file your nails. Gotta use what you got. I actually thought it was a letter opener. (laughs) I don't care if it's a letter opener or a nail file. You have a cell phone. Make a phone call and stay put. You know how, you know what the average time that it takes the police to arrive to a 911 call is, Zach? It's like 15 minutes. You'd be dead. You need that letter opener. Anyway, she goes downstairs to investigate with her little nail file. And then, old Bangs. That's what we're calling Mr. Daniel. Bangs. Old Bangs pops up behind her and says, You're trespassing. Which causes... (laughs) Which causes Kate to jump and hit a cabinet, knocking a jar off the top, which falls directly onto her head, knocking her to the ground. I will be completely honest with both of you. I busted out laughing. Oh, I did too. Hearty belly laugh at that point in time. <laughs> really? I was terrified at that point because the ghost I'm had sure appeared. you were. Of all the things you were expecting, it was not for her to knock herself out. Mm, no. But before she blacks out, she sees old Bangs leaning over her. Kate wakes up on the couch the next morning. She's wrapped up in a quilt and her head clearly hurts. Bangs is playing old 12 Days of Christmas on a piano. And when Kate goes to him, he tells Kate, to, or Bangs tells Kate to bounce. Kate's like, I ain't leaving, and you should leave court before I call the sheriff. But Bangs ain't having any of her crap, and he literally picks her up and carries her out of the house. <laughs> Is that how they carried women a couple hundred yep. years ago? Just throw them over your shoulder. Take them. Well, he was so callous. You go back to caveman days, you just club them over the head and grab a big handful of their hair and drag them back to your cave. He was so callous, too. Put her out in the cold, no blanket, no coat. 
What are you talking about? And four seconds after he throws her out, he takes that nice handmade, I'm assuming, old quilt. I know, but not initially. And tosses it at her. Just hurls it right into her dumb face. (laughs) See? She could have froze to death. I didn't see that. I didn't see that coming either. I thought he just threw her out in the cold. Really? You thought that would be a real short movie, Scott? She froze to death on the front porch. Well, and they're looking like Jack Nicholson from the, or Jack Nicholas (laughs) from The Shining at the end. (laughs) Uh, So the sheriff arrives finally, and Holly is wrapped up in the quilt like a little burrito. And uh, Sheriff looks around, and, and he can't find nothing. So the Sheriff assumes that the guy was a drifter who ran away when he saw the cops show up. In case, like, he ain't no drifter. He had a tie on. And the Sheriff's like, that's pretty judgmental of you. Plenty of drifters wear ties. <laughs> Have you ever seen a drifter with a tie? Never. Uh, never. Every drifter I've ever seen has a tie. Well, you live in, like, fancy uh, Kentucky, fancy part where all the money is. All right, so the sheriff leaves and tells Kate to set the alarm. So Kate sets the alarm again, then goes upstairs and locks her bedroom door before deciding to do her makeup. Like I said, I'm trying to be optimistic for this movie, but this part is pretty dumb. Why is she doing her hair and makeup when she is staying at an empty house by herself? Because she saw... The ghost and thought he was hubba hubba. <laughs> I better, I better. That's probably why. I guess, yeah. you know, I mean, you have this stranger coming into your house that you don't know. And I mean, I mean, if you ever. Well, when you're like this desperate and you've gone through all these relationships, you know, you're like, maybe the drifter is who I'm meant to be with. He was good looking. So I'm just, you might possibly might as well try that. That's a little vain, Luke, because he looked like you. So, uh, I don't see no this guy was way more handsome than Luke um but but as she leaves the bathroom there's Bangs and Bangs says look I got the keys so good luck locking me out and I don't want to hurt you but this is my end and it's best you done run back where you come from booyah he just wants to be left alone I identify with this ghost so much. I'm with you, Bangs. I'm with you. But Kate grabs her phone and just closes the bathroom door. And who comes and lets Kate out of the bathroom but the sheriff? Back again. Doesn't find anything. And he thinks Kate is suffering from head trauma. But does the, the sheriff call the ambulance to get her checked out? Does he go through any kind of uh, any kind of concussion procedure? No. He just leaves after personally locking all the windows and the doors. It's a small town. The fact that the sheriff comes when you call the police office <laughs> is evidence of that. It's like yep. friggin' Andy Griffith. There ain't no percussion protocol out there. But after the sheriff leaves, they, she closes the locks the front door and then bangs is behind her again. And he's like, yo, for real. Stop calling the 5-0 on me. Besides, he ain't never going to catch me, and he thinks you're crazy. So, the next thing Bangs does is, like, tries to trip her out, try to trick her. He's like, maybe I'm in your head. She's like, no, I think you're real. 
And then like any good cult leader, Banks responds, but what is real? Whoa, bro. Have you ever have you ever even thought about it for a second, though? What it just is blew real? my mind. Whoa, bro! I can't. I can't even. Whoa. <laughs> that sounds all too realistic for you, by the way. And then Kate notices an old newspaper clipping about Bangs' death a long time ago, hanging on the wall because that's where he put <laughs> those sad things. And uh, the caretaker Walter shows up. And Walter's like, listen, maybe you should leave. And Kate says, I'm not leaving until I appraise this house. I have a promotion riding on this thing. I'm an independent woman who needs no man, and Mama's going to get her money, ghost or no. Verbatim. Word. Plus, Kate says Bangs can't be a ghost because she can touch him. But then Walter tells Kate that she's right. Bangs isn't a ghost. Because for 12 days in December, from the 13th to the 24th, Bangs gets to become corporeal again, become physical again. How does this happen? Because Bangs is cursed, of course, but Holly ain't having it. But Bangs says he's going to prove it. And then they hold hands, guys. They hold hands as he leads Kate out to the edge of the property. So when he steps over the property line, poof, he disappears. Kate runs back inside, and what does she see? She sees old Bangs just sitting on the steps eating an apple with a knife like a boss. Pretty sure that, pretty sure that was her letter opener from the uh, bedroom. I hope it's not her nail file because it'd be gross. <laughs> and then Kate's like, okay, I get it. You be a ghost. And he's like, I'd be a ghost. And then she's like, well, I definitely ain't leaving now. Next, Kate asks Walter, the groundskeeper, about the curse. And we learn that Daniel comes back to the house for two weeks and can only be physical while on Holly Grove Inn's property. And he's been coming back every year for 95 years. We also learn that Daniel isn't very interested in finding out why he was cursed. But Kate, because she is a woman and needs to solve all of this man's problems, wants to help Bangs break the curse so she can get the house appraised. Let's get Bangs moved on. So that way, I can make those fat stacks, yo. All they wanted to do was eat. And the lady was trying to solve his problems. Yep. That seems very realistic to me. Are you so grumpy? It's because I'm hungry. No, but why are you grumpy? Because I'm hungry. hungry. Yeah, but there's something behind it. No. It's just <laughs> the fact that I'm hungry. Now, Bangs does say that he's not interested in trying to break the curse because he's tried and failed before. But Kate's like, come on, bro. I need to make that Skrilla. Let's work together, Scooby-Doo. We can do this. In the next scene, Walter warns Bangs that the inn is going to be sold. And if he's ever found out, he'll become a sideshow and never be alone ever again. And Bangs really wants to be left alone. So he reluctantly agrees to let Kate help him. First things first, Kate asks how Bangs died. And guess what? He can't remember. No clue. Walter, being the ever-helpful encyclopedia that he is, says that Bang's body was discovered in the woods just outside of the house, and it seemed like Moida, but nothing was ever proven. Question number two, what's the last thing you remember? Bang's remembers coming home from Canada because he was a bootlegger, or Ooh. as he prefers, Scott? Rum Runner. Scott has been messaging me Rum Runner for the past... Seven days. Love the term. And rum runner. sending about 5,000 different smiley faces after he says rum runner. And I did not get the joke because I literally watched this movie yesterday. <laughs> but uh, real quick, guys, besides bootleggers, what term do you prefer for someone who illegally transports alcohol or alcohol? Ridge runner. 
Ridge Runner? That just sounds like somebody that's really into CrossFit. Nah, <laughs> that's straight from the the Ridge Runners. See, I I, I thought about this a little bit. Uh, tequila take or tequila <laughs> tequila uh, tequila taker. Bourbon bouncer. No whiskey wheeler. <laughs> I like I like that one. That's not bad. Scotch scooter. <laughs> Spirit sprinter. <sighs> Drink driver. Pilsner pusher. Ale advancer. A stout scout. Or a beer bringer. Hey, check this one out for size. <laughs> Budweiser Clydesdale. That is just a <laughs> horse, Scott. <laughs> It needs to be a type of alcohol. And Budweiser, Budweiser is a type of alcohol. No, it needs to be a type of alcohol and a verb. Clydesdale is not a verb. You cannot, you cannot Clydesdale. Hey. <laughs> You've never met my ninth grade girlfriend. Thank you. <laughs> um, he met a coyote. How did Bangs become a rum runner? Flashback. Yes. Bangs is explaining to this man who is his cousin that uh, between the flu epidemic and the bad economy, well, it's really hard for him to come up with the money that he needs to keep the house. But luckily, his cousin, Harry, has some shady ways to get work done. Up in Montreal. Then in walks Lily, the most purtiest wildflower in the whole meadow. So Bangs goes. <laughs> <laughs> so Bangs goes up to Lily. He's like, okay, my money problem's back seat. All right. Pretty girl walked in. <laughs> and so he literally walks downstairs here comes old side part mcgee just this other guy that just happens to be at the party uh that he's at thrown at his house uh he's throwing a party at his house even though he's in financial ruin this is probably why he's in financial ruin <laughs> anyways he goes downstairs a guy with a side parts coming in he basically face palms this guy and is like uh, nay nay poindexter move out of the way i've got a meeting with lily in the valley here so he walks up to lily and he's, she basically just lays it on thick. His flirtation game is thick. on point and very disgusting at the same time. He's one of those guys that if he wasn't so pretty to look at, it would be the creepiest thing that has ever been recorded. <laughs> he's like, she's and like, she hey, loved it. What's your name? Lily. Cool. You mind if I smell your petals? <laughs> no, stop it. Hey, you mind if I cut your stem and stick you in a glass of water for a couple weeks before you die and I have to throw you away? Hey, have you seen my bang? It's pretty big. (laughs) 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 And so... That's one of those haircuts that would never work in reality. It only works while you have a a, a hairstylist on scene at every moment. So that's the end of the flashback. He's flirting with Lily. It's the end. And then Kate asks old Bangs if Lily was his sweetheart. Was he your sweetheart? Was she your beau? 
And Banks says, Yeah, she was. Till she got involved with my brother. And then he walks away. <coughs> End of the conversation. Nice going, Kate. You upset Banks. Which Kate does that on more than one occasion in this movie. So Banks goes. And it ain't. It's, it's no wonder she has a hard time with the men. She's just downright. I disagree. I've never once felt like she was being rude. Really? Yeah. What? I thought she was just pleasant. You just feel like that because she's pretty, Zach. So Banks picks up a copy of, he needs some time alone. So he goes and he picks up a, a copy of Charles Dickens' The Christmas Carol. Flashback. That's my flashback noise. Lily is reading Charles Dickens, and Bangs calls it fantastical nonsense, because he's cool. Uh, what are you reading a book for? What are you, stupid? Um, Lily says... <laughs> that's, that's the title of this episode. What are you reading a book for? What are you, stupid? Uh, stupid. <laughs> Lily says that when they marry, she's going to build a library with all sorts of fantastical nonsense. Just filled with it. And Bangs is like, but what if we move? And Lily's like, nah, we ain't moving. I love you because of this house. Whoa, Lily. Hold on a second. Yep. Pump the brakes, kid. <laughs> I ain't saying she's a gold digger. I was. So now Bangs knows that he needs to find a way to, to keep the house. Fell Ash back over, back in the present. Kate comes up to Bangs and says... I'm going to bed, so stay out of my room. And if that sounds a little unsolicited to you or a little out of the blue, well, you're not alone because that's the way it was in the movie, too. Um. <laughs> so let me let me ask you, because at first I thought gold digger, but then the way she explained it, she kind of digs herself out of the hole there when she says, well, because you have all this that makes you responsible, that makes you mature, you're an adult, you've got a good head on your shoulders. You got a great bang. Yeah. So was she digging the gold, or was it uh, his maturity that brought her to that point? I don't know, Scott. All I'm saying is, if Kelsey came to me before we got married and said, Hey, I really like you because your house is nice backtrack and digging out or not, that's still a little red flag in my book. <laughs> so, Kate comes up and is like, hey, you stay out of my room. And Bang's like, I planned on it. Thanks, though. <clears throat> and uh, before she goes to bed, Bangs asks her about her husband or beau. Then Kate says, I ain't got neither, and stomps off to bed. And Bangs sits with his book and a silly little grin across his face. So... Kate walks into her room, and she hears a bunch of creepy whispering noises. She investigates, but can't find anything, and doors are just moving by themselves. And because of the properly used Dutch angle, the frame does shift a little bit to about 45 degrees. We know that Lily's uneasy, and she places a chair against the door. It's because of this show, fellas, that I now... I'm hyper aware of Dutch angles in movies. And I also appreciate when they're done correctly. Because of this? Because of Battlefield this Earth. This show? 
Oh, you mean mm-hmm. because of this pot this podcast, okay. Yeah, I couldn't I didn't know of the Dutch angle and it's many, many many, many uses until watching Battlefield Earth participating in this. Guess what we have next? What? Flashback! <laughs> Bang's brother is upset about the alleg- her about his illegal scotch scooting. And he scolds his brother and says, you can't be doing that. And Bangs is like, yo, I'll do what I want and you better back off my woman. Then Bangs tells Cousin Harry not to tell his brother about any of their illegal operations. Back in the present, Holly's reading an e-book called The Haunted Inns of New England. She's on a chapter about the Holly Grove Inn. As she reads, the door to the adjoined bathroom in her room swings open by itself. Later on, she's downstairs where she hears another bang coming from the attic. She's getting a little scared now, but don't worry. It's just a shirtless Bangs. Iron in his shirt. And Bangs takes a good long time to put his shirt on as he turns around and says, Hey, get out of my room. Kate says, Let's get back to work breaking the curse. Bang says, fine, but I want to eat some breakfast first, because he's the hungriest ghost ever. And In the living room, mingle. Walter is talking with the sheriff's sister, Molly, who immediately tells us she is single and recently divorced. <laughs> well, it turns out that Walter has a thing for Molly. And Molly asks to open the inn's tavern because her pipes burst at her bar. And she wants to send her customers to the inn's tavern. I said tavern twice there because the inn does not have a tavern. The inn has a bar set up in the living room. But Bangs is like, no, we're not doing that. But then immediately changes his mind and says that they can open the tavern as long as he can bartend. Kate thinks it's a bad idea, but Molly agrees. But Bangs doesn't like the shape his bar's in. He doesn't have any for Net Bronca. So Kate makes a list to help him out. That night, Bangs is making drinks. And Kate gets a call from her boss. The appraisal was taken too long. The boss tells Kate to get the property appraised and get back to Boston. At the party, the sheriff is trying to set up Walter with Molly. Aw, Walter likes Molly. But Miss Molly turns out to be a bit of a gossip. And she spills the tea on old Bangs. She tells Kate that a few weeks after Bangs' death, his brother married Lily. Also, Lily was pregnant, so people thought the baby was Bangs. But it died, so it didn't really cause much of a problem. Then Lily died a few days afterwards. Why are you laughing, Zach? Terrible. Tragedy. Bangs is coming to terms with this new information. You see, Bangs didn't know about his baby. And he didn't know about Lily's death. Both those things are news to him. So he's upset for about five seconds before he gets over it. Then, we have another flashback. This time, the flashback is Lily making Bangs promise that he will come home for Christmas and stop all his rum running. In the, and Bangs promises that. 
in the present, Katie is ticked off because Bangs lied to his pregnant fiance and then left his wife to die in a loveless marriage. I too get upset when I hear bad things about 95 year old people. Bangs. <laughs> But Bangs is like, you know what? I'm done. And you're done. Pack your bags and get out. But Walter knows what's really going on. Kate is jealous of Lily, who died 95 years earlier. Walter then encourages Kate not to give up on old Bangs. He'll come around. Later, Bangs starts hallucinating that Lily's walking around the house. Kate takes Walter's advice, and instead of leaving, she goes and gets a Christmas tree the next morning. She caught serious feels for Casper. She's even screening her calls from work. She looks for bangs when she gets back home with the tree when a door swings wide open. When she walks through the door, because why would you do that, it slams shut. She's locked in her room when a shadow from the bathroom tells Katie to get out. She screams, and Bangs comes rushing in and gives her a big old hug and assures her that it wasn't him slamming doors and whispering. So now there's a second ghost we have to deal with. And Bangs changes his mind and wants Kate to stay. Then, it's real cute. Then they romantically decorate the Christmas tree. And then Bang shares a pleasant thought while they're decorating. Kate asks, what happens to you when you're not here for your 12 days? And he responds that he's in a nightmare limbo state wanting to wake up but can't. Do we have, do we have any time to process that information or reflect on it at all? <laughs> Nope, not at all. <laughs> we just move right along. <laughs> Ever since I heard that, I cannot get that out of my head. Imagining being stuck someplace where I know I'm sleeping, but I can't wake up. That sounds like a ter- terrifying situation that he is in the majority of every year. But don't worry about it. Isn't that oh, just my goodness. Coma? Don't worry about it. Just move on. After that exchange... Bangs decides that talking about his nightmare limbo state really puts himself in the mood to put the moves on old Kate. Kate is totally into Bangs, but how she is... (laughs) Kate is totally into Bangs, but how is she going to love a ghost? She'll figure that out later, apparently, because she promises to always get him a Christmas tree, and they hold hands. Later that night, Bangs insists on staying in Kate's room to protect her from the second ghost. That night, whispers call out to Bangs, but nothing else happens, and Kate wakes up happy to see Bangs chilling in her room when the sun comes out. Walter comes to the end for the day. Sorry, Scott, do you have something to say? No, I was just going to say, and she asks, how did you not sleep? Mm. You snore like a wounded buffalo. Walter comes to <laughs> Walter comes to the inn for the day and makes some pancakes for breakfast. Kate is chopping strawberries, which, well, because it's breakfast time, Kate starts asking some breakfast questions, like about the night that Daniel Bangs was killed. 
Small talk. Banks says that the murderer might have been Howard LaBelle, the, the most famous bootlegging Canadian mobster that never existed. Also, Banks was on his last trip home when he was killed. He had quit bootlegging. He was gone for 12 days, the exact amount of time that Bangs is allowed to return to Earth. Kate needs to go back to Boston to deal with a dead senator's affair. <laughs> Merry Christmas. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, there's sometimes in a movie where I thought the plot took funny <laughs> twists, and this was one of them. She's got to hurry back to Boston, and, and it just... Some things I just thought could have been smoother. This was one of those times. This is this is like just the classic Hallmark. We discussed this kind of in uh, Christmas in Mississippi. Like this is the same storyline underneath. Successful woman from the city is is brought to a small hometown and meets this guy, and then she has this this struggle because she gets called back to work and not gonna be able to fulfill her career dreams and then she decides that that's actually not her priority and she goes back and quits and then everything works out in the end like it's the same storyline but i appreciated that so kate needs to go back to boston to deal with a dead senator uh and his affairs but she promises bangs that she's gonna be back before christmas bangs gives her his father's watch to remember him by and they almost kiss but then she leaves almost Back at the office in Boston, her boss is like, what's up? She's like, bro, I was working with a ghost trying to solve his murder. I'll get the house appraised. And the boss is like, okay, sounds good. Back at the inn, Bangs is telling Walter to go on a date with Molly. And Walter is telling Bangs to start a relationship with Kate. The next morning, Bangs calls the appraiser for no reason. And Kate is shocked that the inn was appraised. Now she has to find a buyer. Kate wants to go back to Bangs, but the boss needs her to stay so he can announce her promotion at the Christmas Eve party. The next day, Bangs finds Kate playing 12 Days of Christmas at the piano. Yay! She came back! Because Bangs is her <laughs> priority. Aww. Priority. Then Kate shows Bangs a paper that she found in Boston. It was the birth certificate for his son. On the certificate, Bangs was listed as the father. That means Lily's marriage to his brother was just a cover-up to save her reputation so she wasn't looking like an unmarried harlot. Yeah. That had to make him feel better, didn't it? I cried at this point. Can you feel, can you feel good at that situation? I cried. Regardless of, of did you? I did. When, when they saw her name, his name on the birth certificate, I welled up. Wow. Did you feel better for him? Huh? Why? Did you feel better for him? Yeah. I, I mean, like, I was him. like, everything that he's... Uh, it was like Lily truly did love him, but he died, and mm -hmm. it was 95 years ago. You couldn't be an unwed mother back then. No. But this... She was still honest about the birth certificate. And then I remembered yes. that the kid died very early in his life, and I stopped crying. Because I was like, oh yeah, this is a dead kid we're talking about. Wow. <laughs> well, I want to know where you the kid's at. Kids. Every ghost in, in his life yes. is there. Why don't we have a little infant ghost running around? 
But didn't we? Wasn't there like some little kid laughing in one of his flashback, flash forward, flash sideways? If there was, I don't remember it. I thought I heard a little kid laughing somewhere in there. No, it was in the house. If That might have just been your house. Have you checked around to see if your own house is haunted? That's terrifying. <laughs> I, hope, I hope I don't have little kids running around the house. So, did you hear a laugh, Luke? Hmm. No, I did not. I'm telling you, your own house is haunted. Okay, so Molly and Walter walk in with some decorations. It turns out that Bangs is hosting the Christmas Eve dance at the end that year. If you don't know about the Christmas Eve dance, don't worry. Neither did we. But apparently, it's a dance that used to happen there all the time. Now, everybody's getting ready for this dance. Molly has brought the best out of Walter. They're looking all cute. Kate puts on her best red drant or. Kate puts on her best red. <laughs> Kate puts on her best red dress for the dance. Bangs. And do you wear that type of dress to a? She dance can wear that type of dress whenever she wants. She can wear that type of dress whenever she wants. You shut up! Don't you take this away from me, Scott? Don't you take this away from me? Don't you take this away from me, Scott? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, shoot. <laughs> you know how I message? Tell us what you thought about that I thought that it was dress. very becoming Sorry. on her. She looked like a lovely, modest young lady. She, she did. Dude, there's nothing wrong with that dress. It wasn't low cut. It, it's not a December dress. So if the movie took place in October, you'd be fine with it? Uh, I'd be better with it. But not in December. She, she's not going out. out she's not going outside. If she had to walk somewhere, then yeah. But no, she's inside the warm inn. That's an old house. It'll be. Drafty. I don't care. She looked beautiful. She did look. She beautiful. looked beautiful. Bangs comes in. He can't even be called Bangs anymore right now because he done combed his bangs up up into his head. <laughs> Where does Bang go? Now he's hiding. Now we refer to him as Slick. Now. Bangs is looking like a shiny new penny. And Katie's looking like a knockout. Then Katie gives him a little present. She returns his father's watch to him. And the two kiss. Yay! (laughs) (laughs) So, we're at the dance. And... Kate is sad because Bang's time is coming short and she didn't solve the mystery. And then old Sheriff Dumbbutt comes out of nowhere, just <laughs> just cuts right in the middle of them dancing, and I hate him forever for this. Why? They have Why? like... He knows what he wants. I don't care, alright? You, you don't get to compete with Bang's, you bald-headed beanie baby. You get back and let them dance. They only got a few hours. <laughs> He's like, oh, excuse me. If I was, and then they and then they stare at each other really awkwardly, and they don't say anything. So as they're dancing, Bangs is watching Katie dance with the sheriff when a shadowy hand reaches out and takes his. He looks over and he sees the ghosts of Lily and his brother arguing. It's not a flashback. He's seeing this like he's at the actual party. And he watches his brother try to convince Lily that his brother is, or that Bangs is no good. But Lily loves him. 
And she's convinced that Banks is going to return home. And then he realizes who the murderer was. The only person who wasn't at the party is Cousin Harry. Banks knows it was Harry, and so he brushes upstairs because he knows that Harry's the second scary ghost. Do, do, do. Harry's up there, and he explains that Mobster LaBelle made him do it. When Banks decided that he wasn't going to bootleg anymore, old LaBelle was afraid that Banks was going to rat out the operation. He said, oh no, we can't have you running around here, eh? We got to do something about that guy. <laughs> the Montreal mobster with the Irish accent. No, this isn't an Irish accent. What are you talking about? <laughs> what you, accent is it? No, haven't you ever heard a... Have you, have you not heard Montreal, a Canadian talk Montreal ever? Accent. They sound awfully like this, especially when you're stereotyping them, eh? Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry that you don't know what a Canadian sounds like, Scott. He said, listen here, listen here, Cousin Harry. We can't have old Bangs running back out down there and trying to get out of this operation, don't you know? He gets out there and he rats us all out. Then we're all going to go to the big hoose. Okay, so you've taken Canadian? Scott... I don't care what you say. This here is a good Canadian accent. It's a mix between Canadian, Irish, and Amish. I'm telling you, this is how Canadians sound. Listen here, Mr. Yoder, you little... No, listen here, you big tub of lard. I'm going to go and find you. I'm going to give you a purple nurple, don't you know? You don't know what you're on a boot. Oh, shoot. <laughs> I'm going to ride my moose down to your hoose. <laughs> you're going you're gonna to do what? I said I'm going to ride my moose down to your hoose and kick your caboose. <laughs> until you want a truce. Oh, I give now. I give. <laughs> Mercy. I'm just saying Mercy. this is a pretty good Canadian accent. Well, that makes one out of three of us that think so. <laughs> no, it was actually pretty good. Luke, that was an okay Canadian. You got Canadian from that. You sounded like Jordan Peterson at times, yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> okay, what? I understand. He's a Canadian. But Harry tells him that uh, LaBelle sent Harry to... Harry tells Bangs that LaBelle sent him to kill Bangs. And if he didn't, well, then LaBelle was going to kill Harry's entire family. And Harry had a little baby to look after. And Bangs forgives Harry. Harry was able to move on. Then Bangs sees a third ghost, Lily, and realizes that he was never cursed. But it was Lily's wish that he'd be home before Christmas. That kept him at the house. And it was a blessing. Later. Kate is explaining that she's happy. That Bangs isn't moving on. Because she loves him. 
then Kate promises to wait for Bangs every year. Now Bangs knows at midnight he's going to have to go, so they passionately kiss, and eventually Kate falls asleep before midnight, the night that this person she supposedly loves is going to disappear for an entire year, she decided to call it in early. I feel like there was some like magical ghost See, this, that this, came upon her. I don't care how... It was, because this I don't care how tired scene. I am. There's something in me. I cannot fall asleep before midnight. I am up to midnight almost every single day, if not later. Now, yes, that's insomnia, but at the same time, I'm just thinking, you know, there have been times where I've had to go and sit beside a, a, a soon-to-be widow as her husband died, or something like that, you know, where I'm exhausted from the day, but I have to be awake for something important. I didn't just fall asleep, you know? I, I just don't understand this. If something's important as an adult, you should be able to stay awake. <laughs> That's why I think there's like some ghost magic going on. He's leaving and he's like, well, I'm going to magically put her to sleep. And then All right. Lily are going to peace out of here. That way she doesn't have to cry. Right. So Bangs gives her, her a ghost roofie, according to Luke, and she falls asleep. Roofie. <laughs> hey, can I mention the more realistic part of the scene here? Think about this for just a second. I'm thinking. How true? It, how true is it that really when you have a significant other that you're going to get along with them for about 12 days a year. Seriously, this is a perfect <laughs> this is a perfect relationship. The only problem I, is just... The only problem is you know that famous disgusting line from Fast Times at Ridgeway High when Matthew McConaughey goes, "That's what I love about these high school girls. I get older, they stay the same age." Well, I feel bad for Banks here because he's going to have a reverse ridge time high because it's going to be like She's 87 now, and I'm still a hot 30-year-old. <laughs> okay, if she dies now, then I'm just going to be stuck in this house with uh, Granny One-Hip forever. <laughs> Granny One-Hip. <laughs> I hope her walker can come to the ghost realm. going to make it hard to dance at that Christmas party. Oh, Daniel, remember 47 years ago when we first met? I sure do. You look good in that red dress. Please take it off now. Please. <laughs> Please take it off. Please put on a put on a pantsuit. Something. Please. So, Banks tucks in Kate after she falls asleep before midnight because apparently she's three. And uh, behind her the ghost of Lily is standing there. And Lily says, you're free from this place. You can move on. And Lily takes his hand and leads him to the property line. But right before he's about ready to cross over, he hesitates. And Lily <clears throat> tells him that he has a choice to make. Will Bangs follow Lily? Will he stay at the house? We don't know. Tune in next week to find out. He has a choice to make. Is he going to go follow Lily? Is he going to stay at the house? We don't know. Kate wakes up. She's super sad because her ghost guy is dissolved. Disappeared. That's the word I was looking for. Her love is gone. She looks out the window and there's Walter rubbing it in by kissing Molly in the front yard. 
Going, hey, look what you can't do. Mwah. <laughs> then Kate gets a call from her boss and tells her that there's a buyer. Somebody bought this house. It's Walter and Molly. Walter and Molly bought the house because apparently being a bartender, seriously, being a groundskeeper and a bartender in, in, in upstate <laughs> New England pays. You can buy mansions. That was a great. That was a great turn in the movie. I wasn't expecting that. Yeah, neither was I because was, neither of them can afford it. That's a small detail. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because high-powered Boston attorneys. Uh, maybe maybe it. Wally's been rum running. But then again, if they're gonna if they're gonna open up, Perhaps. if they both sell their houses and they sell the bar and they open up the tavern and they run it like a B and B, then you know they'll, they'll be all right. And then COVID. Yeah, and then COVID hits. They're out of business now, Scott. That's true. So Kate leaves the house, and she sees something walking through the woods. Could it... Could it be? Sasquatch came out. She goes, Sasquatch, is that you? Sasquatch goes, yes, me! What's up, Katie? Long time no see. And they gave each other the secret handshake high five. They they go way back. You see, Katie used to be a Sasquatch until she discovered laser hair removal. And then she became a real girl. (laughs) Oh, wow. And then they shared some Jack's links. It was a great way to end the show. Oh, you got beef jerky, Katie. That's my favorite. Rum, rum, rum. So no, Kate leaves the house and sees something walking through the woods, and it's Daniel wearing a hat that he didn't have when he died. He, where'd he get that hat? We haven't seen that hat the whole movie. Where'd that hat come from? It's a new start in life. The old one was all bloody. He needs he needs a hat because he's now like wandering outside the property. So Turns out he was given a second. Air. He was given a second chance to he live goes. life, and he chose to be with Katie. Which we need to stop right now and say, um, for ninety five years, Lily has waited for this man. Yeah, ninety five years. She 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 has waited. For this guy to get his stuff together and come back and be with her. And the second that he gets the opportunity, he goes, Nah, I'm good, sorry. <laughs> I'm gonna go be, be with I'm gonna go be with this I'm, new girl. <laughs> I was I was mad. I got mad at this point in the movie. I was ticked. Oh, but, I was just but, but Daniel, furious. We have this ghost baby together. We need to raise it. Yeah. No, never mind. Have you seen her in that red dress? Talk to you later, Lily. Bye. <laughs> Listen, you See, you I can't hold that this that bang tied I mean, down. I mean, this isn't really a one woman bang. Wanted to get back. <laughs> 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 Lily, I didn't see that Lily wanted to get back with him after all that time. She kept holding his I, hand. I felt like she held his hand she, and let him. She just wanted him. She just wanted him to know that she believed in him and that. <laughs> I tell you, hey, there's been there's been three movies in my life that I have been just spitting mad, tore up, <laughs> angry, disgusted, and ready to fight at the end of. 
The first one is Titanic. Why did Jack have to die? That's horrible. Jack should never have died. The second one is Armageddon. Bruce Willis's character dies. That is horrible. Horrible. That ruined the entire no, movie. No, it did. It was the best then, ending ever. And then... Oh, She's got a... Were you mad at this scene, Zach? You know what? No, I actually wasn't. I... I, I felt... I wasn't... Oh, I felt like he left his wife. Because I, I didn't think that the intention... I didn't think the intention was that, that he was going to get back with Lily. I just thought she was there assisting him. And he was he was making up what but, he had done. You see, to her. and then see, I didn't even think it, of it that way. It was more, I don't know, simple than that for me. We've been spending the last 125 minutes. <laughs> it's not how long this movie is. <laughs> We've been spending the last hour and 25 minutes. Is what I was trying to say, uh, getting to know Kate. You know, we fall in love with Kate. Kate deserves to be happy. She finds a way to be happy. And so when he came back, of course I was happy for Kate. Lily just pops up creepily every once in a while. And not only that, but she married the dude's brother. That was an honor marriage. Listen here, kinsman redeemer. We're not in Old Testament times. <laughs> hey, in about 1920 we were, though. They- uh, anyway, it made... Oh, I was mad. I was... Just mm. he, he tells I'm still ticked off. He tells Kate the second thing that he says that made me tear up a little bit because I'm a giant woman was uh, he tells Kate <laughs> that twelve days isn't enough. Yep. I want to be with you, Kate. They kiss. I said, "Hey, oh." <laughs> and he says, "Merry Christmas." And the movie says, "The end." So there you have it. <sighs> The spirit of the Mississippi. Christmas. Anola Gay. Pearl Harbor. Toast. (laughs) 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 All righty, let's get into our rating. Scott, what you rating this, Scott? This movie, this movie. I want to say this before I give up my rating. This movie, I loved, I hated, I laughed. Shh, shh, don't, don't. This is serious. Okay. Stop it. I'm sorry, I forgot. I this is serious. It. I hated it. It made me think. I cried. Well, no wonder I was you hated it. I it made you think. Hate. I hate the end of this movie. I watched this movie. Twice, and I plan on watching it when I get home again tonight. Scott, there is more movies out there. Why do you keep watching these? (laughs) It was just... This movie just took me in, and I couldn't quit watching it or thinking about it. I love this movie. It's a great movie. I don't believe in ghosts. Ghosts are stupid. That is dumb. Ghosts? (laughs) Dumb. You know what's really sad right now? You have a ghost behind you holding a cake that says, Welcome to our church building. And you just made him cry and float away. (laughs) 8.5. I have never seen somebody hate a movie so much and then give it an 8.5. Oh. (laughs) That makes no sense whatsoever. Hey, I hated it, and I loved it. It it was just, it, it just, it sucked me in, and this is a great movie. All right, Luke. 
I actually, I agree with Scott. I was actually, I really enjoyed this. Uh, and for a couple reasons that I think maybe didn't come out as much in what we've already talked about, but it was funny. And there was a lot of good humor in it. And uh, one thing that kind of separated it from other like Hallmark Lifetime movies was that it didn't take itself too seriously. Like he was a ghost, right? And they kind of made a joke of that. And he mm-hmm. said funny stuff because he was a, a ghost. Like the the cell phone, you know, he's always like your special device is <laughs> whatever. And uh, so it was funny. I enjoyed that. And then, you know, it had the it had the mystery around it, and it had a few scenes that were semi thrill, semi horror scenes. Uh, got your heartbeat going at least a little bit. And um, I like the storyline. It was unique, even though the underlying foundation on which it was built is kind of an old tried and tested plot but um the ending the ending didn't bother me in the same way that it bothered scott but it did bother me in that it seemed a little bit shaky like she like does the ghost falling asleep before he leaves like what was that she just like randomly falls asleep that didn't make a whole lot of sense but i i could put the pieces together but then the ending's like how does he mm-hmm. come back to life i mean it's like he's a ghost he has 12 days and you think okay well he's he's allowed to stay alive like every year he have you never read the bible and be alive <laughs> or you can go to the spirit world and be with lily but like how did the option come about that he was able to just come back to life and live in the real world all year that was, that was lily like no Maybe it was that was lily's wish lily's wish was if he chose to get a second chance Lily wanted him home in time for Christmas. Well, he but, came home, and now he gets a second chance. Right. Right. Yes. So now he gets to come back to life, even though he's dead. And, and that's why, why I do you, hated. Okay. Why do you think his middle name is Lazarus? <laughs> hey, what was his middle name? Jethro, Daniel okay. Jethro. His what, middle name was, was Lazarus. It? No, it wasn't. His name, because remember his the one full scene. name was Daniel Lazarus. Gomer, Jesus, I. Oh, the shut widow up. of Nain's son. Hey, <laughs> I love the one scene that we didn't talk about where she referred to him as DJ, and he said, "My name is not DJ. Yeah, yeah, that is yeah. a stupid name." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's all kinds of little funny spots like that. Uh, so I'm gonna give it. Uh, I was gonna. I'm gonna give it an eight. I was in a better mood this week, but this is the most contrived, abysmal, horrifyingly bad excuse for a movie that I ever loved. It was fantastic. It's made me cry a couple times. That doesn't ever happen. Where'd that come from? I think it's because my son said, I love you, Daddy, on my way out the door before I started recording this and finished watching in this movie. And he said, I love you, Daddy. I miss you. And that broke my heart. I, I'm here recording this stupid piece of crap instead of being there with my son who actually cares and loves me. But still, it affected me emotionally. I, okay. Let's let's talk about some negatives, though, all right? We do have a few negatives. Uh, number one, the most glaring, is that the guy that plays Old Bangs' brother cannot act his way out of a paper sack. 
good night. <laughs> Every time he was in this movie, I wanted to punch him in the head. And not in like, oh, he's so bad. He's such a good villain. It was just... Apparently, he's related to the ants from last week, uh, or the maids from last week, because they both went to the same acting school. All right, so that I had to take a point off for that. That was a that was a negative. Um, it was a good movie. It wasn't it wasn't terrible. I liked it. There was ghosts. There was death. Some guy got hit in the head with a rock. The blood was actually pretty good uh, in the snow. I liked that special effect. Um, there was something else I didn't like, but I can't think of it off the top of my head, so it must not be that important. Oh, I like the ending. I'm happy that they're together. kind of feel bad for Lily in retrospect. Uh, I'll give it an 8. 8.16. Well, there you have it. Spirit of Christmas is an 8. Far Cry from R1. A week ago. <laughs> Alright, hot off the presses. This is the most recent movie we have ever reviewed because we're recording this now on November 5th and this movie came out today on November 5th. Uh, it's available on Netflix. It is not a Hallmark movie, so uh, maybe next year our Hallmark Movie Month will actually include Hallmark movies. But... Uh, <laughs> We are going to watch the 2020 Netflix original film, Operation Christmas Drop, which apparently was filmed in Guam. So, Luke, Luke's an expert in it. Erica, where are you with the research on Operation Christmas Where's Erica drop? with the research? We've been using our military cargo planes to drop gifts and supplies to remote islands at Christmas. Well, if we're looking to close down bases, this one's flashing red and green. I'm sure there's more to it than that. Well, then find out. This looks not good. What assignment is so important you have to cancel? May end up being a long week. Look, I know you're disappointed, but I can't get out of it. I found that article Professional you woman. Who's major eye candy in the Santa Career cap? minded. I have no idea. Oh, who is major eye candy in the Santa cap? Since you're a little overdressed for the beach. Aren't you major a eye candy. If you're the one. I came here to observe and report, not uh, work on my tan and taste the local fare, okay? We're in their crosshairs, and I need you to get us out of it. Captain Andrew Jantz. He's got a huge ego, but nothing I can't handle. Good thing the door was open. I don't think my huge ego would be able to fit through the window. <laughs> I'm so mad at myself Andrew for laughing at that. But he's the most honorable guy you'll ever meet. Just give me 24 hours to show you what we do here. Then, write whatever you want in your report. Hey, that's Gun Beach. We deliver medicine, food, toys, and gifts to almost 30,000 people. 56 that guy was in Hunger Games. Well, isn't that basically what Guam is? Yeah, basically. They lock us here, and it's like, you know, whoever survives. Christmas Eve, the other side of the world. It's not home, but we try to make you feel that way. My lady, would you like Are there actually any uh, indigenous Guam people in this movie? I was going to say the same thing about you. Using military equipment to drop Christmas presents can't be justified. That's not what's happening here, man. If there's one thing I've learned out here on this island, it's that though you never want to forget your traditions, there's always room to make new ones. Sounds like that island is working its magic on you. It reminds me of something. Christmas, like it used to be. Sure is beautiful, huh? I know what you mean. Oh. 
This looks so, so lame. luck not to visit all five of our beaches. That land work with all the girls? Hmm. Uh, meh. I don't want to do this anymore. I gave it a one. I'm going to give it a, a one, too. I mean, if they hired Bangs to be op, or to be Colonel Beefcake or whatever, then I'd be all over it. But see, which is interesting, they should have just got you're down there, Luke. They could have got you. Is it true that when you visit Guam, it's considered bad luck not to visit all five beaches? And how does an island have five beaches? Isn't all the edge of uh, it just one giant beach? Yeah, there's about a um, hundred beaches here, so. But it's bad luck. Pretty sure some of those shots were taken in Hawaii. I'm not going to say that for sure, but some of those were definitely not Guam. Okay, you have it here first. You heard it here first. Luke says that it is not pretty in Guam, and they've got a hundred beaches. <laughs> I got to be honest. That sounds like fake news. You know what they say: <laughs> beaches get steeches. <laughs> <laughs> All righty, let's wrap this thing up. Thank you for joining us. As always, I am Zach Geiler. I am Scott Judge. I am Luke Taylor. And we are Rotten Rotten Righteous. 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 Rotten and Righteous. But before we go, hey, Scott. Yes, Zach. What's the best way to carve wood? The best way to carve wood. Uh huh. Uh, I don't know, Zach. Well, the best way to carve wood is whittle by whittle. (laughs) (laughs) Good night, everybody. Alright, let's start. <clears throat> hello and rotten righteous. Hello and hello into rotten righteous. <laughs> hello into rotten righteous. Welcome back. You know the last time I did no, I'll say this and then I'll be done. When I shaved my face the last time, uh I also shaved a letter K into my chest hair to show Kelsey that I loved her. Yeah. She she didn't she didn't appreciate that gesture either. Did you leave it like that or did you just shave it all no, off? No, she made me shave it the rest of it off.